Welcome to Warren Upstage, a podcast showcasing all matters theatrical in the city of Warren. I'm Lewis Kerman. We welcome the month of May with a new episode and a new production from Warren Civic Theater, Jesus Christ Superstar. I sat down with longtime WCT member and show director Joe Colosi. As you'll hear, we cover a lot of ground. Joe's history with Civic, what this particular show means to him. We even did something that's a first for this podcast. We talked a little bit of shop about the mechanics of directing actors. But before I get ahead of myself, some background on Joe. How he got started in theater and Warren Civic specifically. I lived in Warren. I was born and raised in Warren. I lived here actually up until about two years ago. We moved out to Clawson for the kids' school. The kids go to school out in Clawson, so we moved out that way, and I work in Troy, and it's just a little easier. Uh, when I was 16 years old, me and my best friend Andy, uh, who's still my best friend and still works here with me, uh, we were looking for something to do, and we joined this theater, Warren Civic Theater. Uh, we were in the chorus as kids, teenagers in the 90, late 90s. Uh, first show we did here was actually Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, and through no surprise, I actually met my wife there too, uh, who is now my wife. She wasn't then. Uh, but we met his kids there. We dated for a while, went away to college, and then got back together. Uh, now we have two kids that technically the theater can claim ownership to if they wanted to, but uh, hopefully they don't. But uh, yeah, we got started. We were looking for something to do in the summer, and it was the only thing going on. We weren't sports guys. And so that was the other option. Uh, and we also heard there was a lot of girls at this thing. So that helped too. Hmm. That last reason sounds a bit familiar to me, but I digress. Aside from directing and acting, I was curious what other positions Joe has performed in theater generally? In theater in general, I don't know that there's any hat I haven't worn. I've, I've directed, I've stage managed, I've written, I've performed, I've, I've done the lighting, the sound. I've never music directed. I don't have that capability and I've never choreographed. Uh, although I'm sure I've done some mild choreography that was then changed and fixed by a real choreographer. But generally speaking, I've done all. And here I do, I do a lot of acting, directing, and the lighting is the, my big thing here are those three. I make programs. I sell tickets. There's not a, an element that I haven't done at some point in my life. He mentioned writing for stage. That got my curiosity. Writing-wise, we've I've done uh, mostly children's. We do a lot of children's theater. So a couple of years ago, we actually did a story. Uh, it was a storybook theater with the Brothers Grimm. So it was like a little 90-minute thing. It was a bunch of small vignettes. Uh, so I took a bunch of old Grimm Brothers stories and adapted them kind of modern and did uh, about five or six of those with a troupe of six actors playing multiple parts, just kind of pulling hats and wigs out of trunks and went over pretty well. Kids really seemed to enjoy it, so that was nice. Here's something you probably don't know about your host. When I'm able to, I like to make short films. That usually requires working with actors, unless it's a documentary, of course. But since I'm always eager to learn from more experienced people, I asked Joe about his approach. Uh, as far as directing actors, I... It's a funny story. When I first got to college, uh, my first main director, her name was uh, Amy Lane, and I was used to the high school mentality of being told, you walk this way, then you say these words, and then you move your hand exactly like this, and then you say the words again like this, and then you walk three steps that way. And that's just what I was used to. And I got into my first like college show, and she said, so just uh, go ahead and do what you want. 
and I got real mad and I thought, well, are you not going to do your job? Your job is to tell me what to think and say and how to do it. And she goes, no, that's, that's your job. My job is to kind of rein it in and make sure it looks good and, and, and to let you try stuff. And then after that, by the third rehearsal, I was, I was in it. And then since then I've worked with directors that try to tell you where to put your hands and feet and how to say words. And I look at them, I go, you can't do that. That's not how this works. Uh, you have to let me try it once just to see what feels good. And then you tell me if you hate it, I'm good to get rid of it, but I got to try it once just to, to see how it feels. So I try to, as, as an, as an actor direct that same way. Well, and that's why I say, I, I think, I think ultimately the best directors are either actors or former actors or have done it. Um, I had another director in high school who once told me any good director can direct sitting down. He said, if you can't, if you can't direct sitting down, you don't know how to direct right. Uh, he said he found that out when he was, uh, and that's mostly maybe for stage plays, uh, but he had found that out when he had broken his leg once. And he was one of those directors that would get up there and say, sit down, I'll do your part for you real quick, and you just watch what I do. Uh, or he would or try to interact with you or try to move your leg. And he goes, I had, had a broken leg, and it was 10 steps up to the stage, and I just, I had to use my words. He goes, and it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I learned how to explain things, and I realized that any director worth his salt can explain it without having to say, just watch me do it. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I've done a little bit of acting, not much to write home about, but Joe confirmed for me something I'd suspected about directors who tend to focus on creating an effect as opposed to making actors, well, active. Yeah, there's there's two schools of thought. Yeah, there's there's that, that's not a bad idea. There's result-oriented direction, too. Right, yeah, there's, I've seen it before. We call those prop actors sometimes. Uh, sometimes if you've got an actor who's just not getting it, the best thing you can do is say... Here, hold this, or here, count this money while you do this scene. All of a sudden, by taking your mind off of what you're doing, uh, you all of a sudden start to be more natural. You start to do things. I find that if I have to sing, I sing significantly better if I have an accent because I'm not thinking about singing. I'm thinking about the accent, and it just makes everything more natural and more relaxed. Joe offered one final piece of advice. Well, I have one weird directing thing that I stumbled upon by accident, and when you find that something's not working... Uh, just do the opposite, do the exact opposite. And it might not work, but you're going to find something there that does, and it's going to solve a problem. I often say every good idea I've ever had started off as a terrible idea. And I bring a terrible idea to a group of people, and they start to massage it and and, and, and move it around and say, yeah, no, that's I get what you're doing, but what if it was this way? And you start to go, yes, that's what I was, that's the idea, but you, you said it better. Uh, and it really makes it more of a communal experience, which I enjoy. I think theater by its very nature, not just community theater, but theater by its very nature is meant to be collaborative and ensemble and try to get people to, to, to do it. There's a, you know, you obviously don't want to start giving notes to people going, I don't like the way you're saying your lines to me. That's, that's a line you don't want to cross. But if you come up to somebody and go, hey, I got a great idea for a joke if you want it. I've seen that before and that's usually pretty well received or, uh, hey, just so you know, they can't see your face when you're doing that. I was sitting out in the audience if you're, if you're trying to do that. You know, there's usually little tactical things and helpful things as opposed to redirecting the show behind the director's back. During our talk, I discovered that Joe had another connection with the city of Warren. Uh, as far as other mediums, I've uh, actually worked at TV Warren for quite a while. Uh, from 2000 to 2007, I was one of the communications assistants there. Uh, you'll find a bunch of tapes in the archive of either hot dates or TBA that I used to host with uh, 
Tracy Perry, who used to work here. That was uh, a lot of it. So I used to do a lot of hosting. Uh, to this day, I don't work my day job so much in theater, but I find whenever I work for a nonprofit for CPAs, and we find, or I find, that I end up hosting and emceeing a lot of things just because I can talk in front of groups of people, and uh, that ends up going a very long way. And we do a lot of educational things, and that helps in that capacity. Uh, and in general, I will say any job I've ever had that wasn't theater related benefited from me having a theatrical background. I know how to work on a team. I know how to take the lead when I need to. I know how to do things on a very small budget. <laughs> you know, uh, I know how to stay on task as far as a timeline goes because you don't get a second chance. The show opens when it opens. There's no, we'll do it again tomorrow or we'll get it in post kind of thing. But also public speaking and just not being afraid to go out and just say something or talk to people or just mingle with a group of strangers. Uh, it's really gone a, a long way. So I recommend it personally. If anybody's even considering it, come out and do anything anywhere. You know, give it a try. Uh, it, it, it's got weird life skills you'd never think it would. Okay, if you've listened this far, this is where Joe finally gets to talk about the show and what it means to him personally. So Jesus Christ Superstar is, uh, for a lot of reasons, one of my favorite musicals ever written. Uh, I will say it is my favorite. Uh, it's the first show I did at Warren Civic Theater. It is the show I met my wife on. Uh, if we ever see a production of it, uh, we try to go see it. I actually was fortunate enough in the early 90s to see Ted Neely and Carl Anderson Jr. from the original 70 movie, 1971 movie uh, go on a resurrection tour as they called it uh, and i think we saw it over at the fox my mom and dad brought a like a 10 or 12 year old kid who didn't know what it was to see this and i went what more of this please and i was really excited by it uh, but i love the music and i think i'm weirdly drawn to musicals that have non-traditional love stories uh, i think there's nothing wrong with a traditional love story i think they're great but i think the you'll find that in all the musicals i really like annie is another one i really like i think it's just because it's a, the bonding between a grown man and a small child and you go that's a love story but it's not a traditional one and but this one too it's it's the story of unrequited love it's the story of figuring out who a person is there's a lot of angles and aspects to it uh, but music wise i think it's tremendous this production is actually really different than most uh, because we've, well, I wouldn't say it's different from most in that we've modernized it. A lot of places modernize it. Uh, part of the beauty of the show uh, and the style of it and the music of it and just the, the way the lyrics and things are phrased, it isn't specifically set anywhere. Obviously, it's intended to be biblical, uh, but even the, the, the 1970s movie takes liberties with it where you've got guys in pants with machine guns walking around uh, in the background and you go okay but then you got this guy in a robe walking around with a <laughs> with a with a beard and a, and a loaf of bread uh but the thing we've done with this is we've, we've kind of twisted it and we've uh, we've made it more of a musical allegory so the the premise of this is that jesus and the apostles are uh, a band almost like a super group this big band of people because i figure if if jesus were to come today if something like that were to happen today that's probably the medium of choice to be able to reach the masses and to be able to get out in front of people and and preach your your your, your kindness and your courtesy and your and your uh, peace, love, and, and happiness, and, and all of that. And uh, so we put it together as a super group. So actually in our production, the, the overture is actually played by Jesus and the apostles as though it's a, uh, a performance uh, of theirs. And I was very lucky to get the performers and actors we did, uh, every one of them. Uh, those that didn't play an instrument quickly said, what do you need and I'll figure it out. And, you know, maybe they don't usually play the uh, the banjo, but now they play the banjo, they know this song. Uh, or maybe they don't usually play rhythm guitar, but they now know the chords to this song. And it's a doozy. It's a nice six-minute song, that overture. It's not, it's not a short one. And there's no lyrics to hide behind. Before we go, Joe does offer a warning to ticket buyers. 
We'll say the show is a lot of fun. It is, uh, if you're familiar with the story at all, it is. Uh, it gets a little uh, gets a little deep towards the end. And uh, while I think it would be fun for all ages, I do strongly recommend that uh, you keep an eye out. There is a there is a very specific ending to the show that, without spoiling it, most people should be aware of. And uh, you know, we we've dubbed it rated PG. So I just want to make sure people aren't coming in with their four-year-old saying, hey, check this out, because it gets a little dark towards the end, as, as the story naturally does. That's not on us. That's how it's written. But, uh, for example, yeah, I got my, my three-year-old won't be coming to see this one. Uh, we're debating on the seven-year-old right now, but he, he likes the music, but I don't, I don't know that he's going to be able to... He could probably watch the first act real well. Warren Civic Theater presents Jesus Christ Superstar, directed by Joe Colosi, and starring Brandon Dominguez in the title role. Performances run Friday, May 3rd through Sunday, May 5th. The Friday and Saturday show starts 7 p.m. and the Sunday shows at 2 p.m. This is one weekend only, so make sure you get tickets. You can find them online at the website warrencivic.org. Special thanks to Joe for sitting down with me and to the cast and crew, Break a Leg. Today's episode was written, produced, edited, and narrated by Lewis Kerman. That's me. Warren Upstage is a production of My Warren. To hear more podcasts from us, make sure you check out mywarren.org. That's M-I-Warren.org. As always, thanks for listening.